Welcome into the Pensacola Sports Podcast. I am DC Reeves. It is brought to you by Hill Kelly Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. I've got Kevin Krieger, Dr. Krieger here. Uh, he is going to operate on you with these great picks. Uh, <laughs> right. If, uh, if anyone starts bleeding, don't call me. Right. But if you do need help with a spreadsheet, uh, he's your guy. Uh, I can use some of the bells and whistles, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not terrible. I'm, I'm okay. I will uh, apologize for the both of us for our picks of the millennium of the week so far. Apologize then. more for yourself. I'm leading the way at four and six. Right. So you've only lost a little money. You've, a little. It, it, with Kev, a lot of money with me at three and seven. So we were just kidding about those first two weeks. This is where the real pick start or your money back. It's a uh, lead pipe lock of the yeah. fall. It's the first week of fall. Not even lead pipe. Like, we're going to go excavate like an old pipe down in like downtown Pensacola, like whatever material that's made out of, like the ones that last even longer than, than the lead pipes. I mean, whatever, I don't know if there was some sort of septic situation. Uh, I don't know what they used back, back in like, you know, 1930, but like whatever material that is, that's how solid these things are going to be. Our picks have been as septic as Arkansas and Auburn combined. Right. Yes. And we picked both those teams, I think. Oh, my. Yes. There's track. So Absolutely. we will get to our five uh, picks of the millennium of the week. Um, a couple of topical things. First of all, uh, there's no better joy, I think, than when uh, Kevin Krieger, the ultimate pessimistic fan, uh, basically has both of his teams get lucky this weekend. Uh, I'm, trying the Denver, to figure, I'm trying to figure out how the Gators got lucky. Okay, well, Denver... Of course, yeah. gets steals the that's the biggest stolen win in the NFL in probably fifteen years. Well, to be fair, the game was tied, so it's not like they were going to lose if they didn't have that happen. It was still going to be a coin flip. So yeah, that happening was retarded, but uh, you know whatever. All right. Well, then the Gators, of course, they get lucky by playing Kentucky. Kentucky deciding not to be able to score in the last uh, quarter. They had the ball a couple times. There. I rewatched the game. Uh, the Gators did get lucky in a few ways. They had a, a a touchdown dropped on Kentucky's first drive in the end zone, but it would, it hit the guy in in the hands. But the coverage was there, and the defender kind of stumbled at the last second. So it, that was kind of a wash in a way. Um, they they played well. I honestly thought Florida could have won that game even more convincingly going away and. You know, and they just look like a normal team, which is all I ever asked for. It was just, you know, yeah, they're going to have – they got problems. And it's the problems that people knew they'd have. Uh, offensive line is iffy for sure. Uh, we'll see how that – that could be really bad here in the upcoming weeks. Um, and there's still, you know, there's still kicking is crappy. Uh, punting, a lot of 30-yard 30 30 yard punts and a lot of – and more missed kicks and some dumb penalties again like our, our old days. But uh, – at least it's normal. I, the Broncos, that's ridiculous. Like, Andy Reid is is a moron, and it was great to see the the calling a draw that gives you nothing backfire in his face for a loss. Like, if you're going to go to overtime, take a knee. Like, there's nothing to be gained with 30 seconds I, left running a draw. I disagree, though. We've watched the NFL for years. They run that one play, and if the guy busts it for 20 yards, you can try to – you know, get a throw to get you in field goal range. I, they did at have what, one time. At out, what point is it a Pro Bowl running back's fault to not to know to not fumble the ball? Yeah, uh, down the stretch. If I it mean, was if it was eight or ten seconds, it would have been horrific to have him carry it. At if least, it's a high school football player, I get what you're coming where you're coming from. This is an NFL player paid millions of dollars to run the ball. Yeah. Don't fumble on the last play to lose the game. With Just thir- with thirty seconds and one timeout, it's not as bad as that. You're right. I'm overstating it, but. 
it still strikes me as not smart. Like, if you're really going to go for their throat, I think I'd throw more there if I'm the Chiefs. But thank right. you, Chiefs. You know, the Broncos, I think, uh, I don't think they're going to be great because offensively we look dumb. But uh, and just in terms of enjoying a win by beating someone that you really hate, and they were hyped up to, like, play us an arrowhead and stuff, that was so fun. I loved that. Well, yeah, so to you six Pensacola area Broncos fans. Uh, they are rare. Yeah. Uh, you can enjoy that one with Kev. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm just kidding about Florida. I think they were they had control of that game. So, you know, I mean, for the most part. It's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, they're up five, but, like, you never felt like, sort of like East Carolina. They, you never felt like they were, like, actually going to lose the game, you know. They, um, they made it more interesting than it should have been. They should have had a two-score lead towards the end, and instead they didn't because of a combination of dumb things. And speaking of good dumb things, we managed to get uh, Trian Harris and uh, Jalen Tabor both suspended for the game against Tennessee this week. Violating uh, university policy. It's university policy not to smoke weed, I right. think. Is that, what, is that what you think? Well, for the players. Right. I mean, you, believe me, for the students it's more iffy, but for the players. Well, on the flip side of uh, all the luck that's gone Krieger's way, um, <laughs> and the reason we have to document this is because this will be completely forgotten in two weeks when Denver like loses some game on like a standard issue, like drive down the field to lose. Well, we you're going to have to hear how unlucky they were. Are we allowed to talk Florida. about the fantasy game I lost when Frank Gore dropped the ball at the goal no, line no, on Monday? We're we not allowed have, to we resort a, to fantasy Right, rock? exactly. We're, okay. We have a strict no talking about specifics of your fantasy football team policy. All right, all right. Then, then, then I'll stop at that right there. Yeah, it's, it was good. It was good. How do you feel about the Saints? Yeah. Have they been lucky? I was going to bring that up. Uh, my transition was on the opposite of that. Um, and it's not even a luck thing. Uh, I'm, I told my uh, stepbrother, who's a big Dolphins fan, I talked to him on the phone yesterday, and I said, uh, mark it down September 23rd, 2015. I think uh, Drew Brees is done. <laughs> well, I do. I, I think he's, I think he's do- not, not done playing. I just think we've seen, I, I can now confirm, 9-23-15, we've seen the best of Drew Brees. It's done. Well, that's, Peyton Manning was setting records in offense two years ago, 600-some points for Denver, and now he throws cream puffs and makes terrible decisions constantly and throws four-yard outs on third and ten like any other moron. So, yeah, yeah I know the feeling, buddy. Well, feeling. And, it's, and it's two years earlier, but here, here's the reason I say that. It's not – look, he played hurt. In most yeah, I watched that's the, the game. that's the thing. What? How much of this is just being hurt? I okay, well, he threw – 31 picks last year it seems like so um, including picks for scores and of course he gets a free pass last year it was really the first year you'd seen him do that mm-hmm. and then now that this year yes he's playing poorly but here's the thing you can tell defenses don't they're, they're, they don't respect him in the same fashion I mean look at the run defense last week I know I know Tampa's deep defensive line is pretty good but I mean they could do nothing so I mean I, it's going to be a long year for the Saints and it's because Breeze isn't the same mm-hmm that transition to a for more physicality, getting rid of Jimmy Graham, which I still agree with that move. I'll explain that in a second, but mm-hmm. like to try to get more physical, to be more of a run based team, you just win against a team that's not going to make the playoffs, and they shut you down doing that. At home. And then the defense isn't very good still. Right. So, uh, which is still to be understood. They put rookies in. There's a lot of rookie starters, and that was going to take time to rebuild that defense. I don't think anybody came into this year expecting the Saints to have a top fifteen defense. So. It's the multitude of problems. It's sort of like, you know, when they go in to fix your car and they mm-hmm. think it's just the defense mm-hmm. and now it's three things. I think that's what they're coming to. And, but here's, I don't, people are like, oh, I wish they wouldn't have traded Jimmy Graham. No, I think it's even better now that they traded Jimmy Graham because 
number one, he's whining, um, which is not to be unexpected because they don't throw him the ball out there hmm. uh, in Seattle. Two is I think this actually readies the, the, the franchise for a better transition post Drew Brees. His contract runs through 2016. Is, so you're, you're going to keep Jimmy Graham paying him $10 million a year? I think that just... I think that would just limit the transition when Drew Brees is done. Why not go to a more run physical physical team, knowing you're either going to put a Garrett Grayson in who you just drafted this year, yeah. or you're going to have to trade, or you're going to have some quarterback in free agency who's not going to be able to carry your team. You're going to have to just assume that. So why not get more prepared for a team that's going to throw 25 or 30 times a game versus a team that's going to play 40 or 50? So in a weird way, people are going to look at it on its face and say, "Oh, the Saints." Uh, they traded Jimmy Graham. Look how bad they are. No, I think it's better for the long-term success to get two first-round picks, use one on the offensive line, one on the defense, to trade for a, a Pro Bowl center who's still not 30 years old yet. And I, I think that makes more sense long-term, even given all the issues they've had. Well, the Saints, I don't know. The I, Maybe they knew that Drew Brees was over the hill, mm-hmm. and that's why they decided in advance. Possibly. That yep. they were going to become more run oriented, et cetera. So maybe they even were sort of Worried tipping their that, hand yeah. a little bit about that. I, I, I mean, it, you can't really completely tell, but yeah, there's every indication that, that that's bad. I thought the defense kept them. I mean, they the were defense okay. Played okay. Yeah. It's like eventually, if you never get anything going on offense, eventually, because this is what it's like was like for the Gators in the Muschamp era. Like eventually, the other team's going to either get lucky or break one, or you're going to turn one over in a terrible spot to yeah. them. And you're going to get too far behind, and you're going to lose, and that's what happened in New Orleans. But the defense was okay. Of course, it's hard to judge against the Bucks, but they were okay. Right. I they mean, the Bucks—that's the problem. Bucks yeah. at home. So I mean, you know, that's so. How bad is it going to be? They go to Carolina oh, yeah, this week. Yeah, point. I, I did. We texted your boy Jeff uh, during the game and asked him, uh, "Famous Jameis?" Question mark. And uh, the response was, "It's even better in person." Right. So Jeff has moved in time to watch uh, Saints games in person, just in time for this. Yeah. Why are they wearing white at home? That is stupid. Yeah. They look good. They look cool in the... The all the black or the black and gold at home, and instead that was dumb. They got bigger problems. They right deserve now. they deserve um, to lose for wearing white. Now. Yeah, that's that what, dumb. I think that's what we were all thinking. Yeah, um, I thought so. No, but I, I think it's gonna be a long year. Why not go get one of the top two picks so they can get Kim Dichie or Joey Bosa, and we'll just move go on about our business. I'm serious about the um, like the stuff with with Peyton all of a sudden going from being your biggest asset to like it's almost seriously an issue. It's like literally the cream puffs. Two, pick six is both the first two weeks, Denver. The cream puff throws, that's always sort of been that way. And he looked better at times out of the shotgun, but when they've tried to run him under center, he, he, he gets killed, especially because the O-line is bad. That's so what he, I was going to say. He doesn't even have time to see anything. Any kind of blitz, he's so scared of getting hurt, too, that any kind of blitz, he'll just crumple and fall by the threat. You don't even have to get there. You just have to bluff almost. And, you fall. and the decision-making, though, is the worst. I but mean, you know what's improved, though, since that the, that time? Is that the defense has gotten a lot better. Oh my so God. it's like it's it's exponentially so better. Yeah. And knock on wood, no one's gotten hurt yet. Knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood. Um, but the decision-making from Peyton is the scary thing. Like throwing cream puff outs on third and ten that are five yards that wouldn't do you any good if the guy caught the ball. And instead, you're risking a pick six back in your face for nothing. That's a bad decision, and he's making more and more of those, and it's just yeah. Yeah, well, the I think overall, one thing that hadn't really crossed my mind until now is until somebody brought it up to me, mm. which is like, man, so I wonder how long how long Sean Payton has. And my first reaction mm. is like, well, he won the first Super Bowl in Saints history. Uh, it was like impossible. So you'd think that that gets you basically uh, security for a long, long time. Right. On the flip side, 
let's say they go sub 500, which is a very real possibility this year, mm-hmm. and then they go sub 500 next year. That's now basically four years in a row, I believe. That'd be 13, 14, 15, 16 of going being sub 500. I still think he has life after that, one year after that, if they were to do it. But I would I would uh, preface that by saying if either this year or next year is like a 3-13 and 13 bomb, oh, yeah. then that might change things. That, the NFL is a, the absolute what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sort of league. That being said, if anyone could survive that sort of thing, it's Peyton. I almost feel like it would be more likely that he would sort of bow out than at that kind of point than that he would get pushed. I mean, yeah. Wouldn't I almost feel like he just would kind of? They've had the same owner for Tom Benson's been the owner for years and years and years, so he's almost going to have more life in the fact that if there was a new owner or new ownership had come in, you know, ten years ago or five years ago, right after the Super Bowl, I think it'd be different. But like knowing that you have an owner who's owned the team forever and that that you got him their first Super Bowl is going to give him so much cachet, but. But well, no. what you mean, do you want Sean Payton to be the guy that stays there? If it, it, assuming that you're going to be looking really bad for two more years, as we sit here, well, but as we sit, yeah, because it's easy to say that, and then if you look through, look at garbage for another twenty five games. Correct. That's what I was going to say. Week three, two thousand fifteen. Yeah, especially if you're going to make a quarterback transition at some point. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're going to go to Drew, if the idea is to shuffle out Drew Brees after his contract ends after next season. So you got this year. I, I'm pretty confident of that this year, next year, I think he's done. Mm. But um, I mean, just from what I've seen, right? Uh, so, do you want to have Peyton in place, an offensive guy, proven, won a Super Bowl, have him transition that new quarterback in? Doesn't that make more sense than firing him and then bringing in a defensive coach and now you got to transition? You know, so. But yeah, what happens in 25 games? That's ultimately what you know. It's it's hard to answer that question now. I think right this second. Yeah, I'd rather him be around for that. But if they go, you know, ten and fifteen, yeah. or, or I mean, worse than that, if they yeah. go eight and whatever, Seven. eight and seventeen, then that's a whole other story. John Fox might be available at that point, and that, that's what you worry about is that this old regurgitation method. Actually, Gary Kubiak's going to be. Oh my at this god, point. Gary Kubiak would be very available uh, if Gary could, Kubiak gets another job. I mean, he might end up holding eight job, eight NFL jobs. This is literally going. about him and Jack Del Rio are like in a race to literally being John Elway's buddy from the late '80s. I'm serious. The whole Broncos staff is based on people from my childhood. Wade Phillips was the coach and the coordinator for years, the head coach and the coordinator. Rick Dennison, who was a terrible coach, is now the offensive coordinator. Gary Kubiak's the head coach. It's like, really, these guys are going to outsmart Bill Belichick? Yeah, right. Please, thank you, John. I look, John. I was done a lot of good things with personnel uh, for the last few years, but this is we could have done better with coaches, especially with Peyton's got one or two more serviceable years. One probably um, sending a zone blocking under center running guy to him when that's not what he's comfortable doing was dumb. We would probably have burned the last Peyton year by this stupid coaching hire. And you we're two and zero. He's, he's probably out. done after this year. You we're, think we're two and zero? Unless something changes dramatically. Uh, what I'm watching, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that. That we'll see. I mean, that they maybe they found something Thursday night because when they ran no huddle and they started running the stuff from the past, they looked good. Maybe there's a way they can mesh the two. Blah blah blah. We'll see. I'm sure our listeners want to hear me talk about the Broncos. Yeah, exactly. I know. That's <laughs> yeah, they're great. Just, they're just dying to hear. DC came Broncos. all the way out to campus here too. This is in my office, so he came all the way out here to listen to me talk about the Broncos for half an hour. Why don't we talk about? Something more exciting, like the uh, Georgia Tech 
uh, meltdown that you you predicted that was your first pick of yeah, the Yeah, exactly. Pick of the Millennium of the week, week, Georgia Tech, loser. Kentucky, loser. Right. Um, who held on for me? It was an NFL game. Um, oh, no. Got, your winner was what you piggybacked for me, didn't No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of something else. What is it? I, I You had Pitt, uh, the Steelers, uh, crushing the... Yeah, that's now, right. Now, to be fair, if we added up all your cumulative points, the Pittsburgh cover alone against the we Niners covered ever, might all the be games? enough to cover all these. Yeah. Damn was, close, if nothing else. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, overall reaction last week, a lot of people have asked me about Alabama Ole Miss. I thought it was great. There was a guy uh, that I follow on Twitter as an Alabama fan that um, they uh, this week, he's probably going to make a good bit of money on this. He went and uh, made the Donald Trump hats, but it says make Alabama great again. Well, yeah. They lost one game. Uh, here's the thing. They were, I know the, they, they were the they number the, one seed in the playoffs right. last year. They lost and they won the SEC game. Title. Yeah, yeah, they lost one game. Yeah, but let's face it. Whatever standard you're using on wins and losses, the fact of the matter is last year's team and this year's team are not as talented as the teams before. There's no well, doubt about that. Well, jeez. So, well, well I, sorry. Uh, okay, well. Uh, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking no, to the fans. No, I know, but I, all I'm telling you is that's un- that's the standard. You, whether you think that's fair or not, right? I mean, well, that's when, the standard. Well, when Florida gets that way, to our coach, yeah. our program, Steve Spurrier or Urban Meyer run away. So hopefully, Nick Saban will run away because these people are, have ridiculous expectations. Yeah. Well, they they deserve that if that's how they feel. But I, I, here's the thing: I said this at the beginning of the year. I said they're going to lose two games I, for yeah. sure. I, I, I said actually there was an over under. I think their over under win total was. We talked, it was, yeah. 10, wasn't it, was 10? it 10? Yeah, 10 and I said under. under. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You, did, you did say under. Yeah, so I think Georgia in two weeks is going to be a problem on the road. Apparently. Um, I mean, I don't know how good Georgia is, and, you know, they can drop guts with the best of them, but that's a road game for a, in a non-quarterback. That'll be a fun game. Yeah. That'll be a good, interesting game. I mean, they still have LSU at home, and as good as they look, Ooh. they got to go to Auburn in a rivalry game. They still have uh, – they got Mississippi State at home. I'm trying to think who else they've got left in the league. Uh, Tennessee, yeah, at home though. Yeah, um, Auburn, and which, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that, what I'm saying, they still have a couple losable games, no That's doubt. That's true, but and, they're still breaking in quarterback stuff. They were minus. They were, and here's the thing. I want to say this too. That was not a six point game. No, they were wasn't. beat it worse wasn't. than that. It they were beat worse than that. And I love the argument of, and I was getting into it with people on Twitter about this during the game. They're saying. Oh no no! Uh, I was getting into it during the game on Twitter. Uh, yeah, well, not getting into it. I, not that would. I was tweeting something. People were responding to me. So <laughs> okay. I'm, so I'm what, I, what started it? Though. Well, what I was saying is, I can't wait to hear what Nick Saban's spin is on stopping these no huddle offenses. Because every time he's like, "Oh well, if this play doesn't happen, if this day, this play doesn't happen," I've run the numbers. They are exponentially worse yards per play mm-hmm. when they play against Auburn or Texas A&M or anything else. So it's not like, oh, they put up a lot of yards because they ran a lot of plays. No, yards per play. They are. It is proven when they play LSU or they play a, a team that does not run that offense. Now, remember, two years ago, they shut out Ole Miss at home. But what I'm saying is go at it up. And so even Saban tries to, to sort of spin it and say, oh, well, you know, this happened and that happened, and, and so we're, we're that, just as good as, so as we are against these other teams. No, that's not true. Yards per play, it is not true. So people were saying to me, oh, no, no, look, it's not about 
in this not particular about tempo, it's about it's about oh they got lucky they had the bounce here they got a bounce there. All right, number one, the quarterback averaged 19 yards completion. I don't care what he did; he could bounce it off four helmets. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Number two is how about because Saban would agree with this. Number two is how about taking some oh the turnover thing got brought up. Oh well, but plus five in turnovers. Well, your your team has zero. So like, is there any obligation for your defense to be able to? against an, uh, an, an offense that's going to run more plays and have more big plays, yeah. isn't there an obligation for you to create a turnover? Yeah, that's true. So, I, yes, I get it. They're minus five in turnovers, lucky this, lucky that. Well, their defense is good, and they created five. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and two on kicker turns. Take those away. They create three, and you create zero. Yeah. And and so look at the numbers. They, they have more pass plays run against them than just about anybody. They don't get any turnovers. And they turnovers were a problem two years ago as well. So uh, all I'm saying is you got to take some ownership of it, uh, of whether it's up to – I'm not saying it's just against up-tempo offenses, but, you know, saying, oh, we got unlucky, bounced off the helmet, lost by six. No, they were a much better team. They created turnovers and Alabama didn't. And their their defense is not as good, period. So when Saban uh, whines and advocates for, like, the quote-unquote safety of uh, having, of, you know – Having some time between plays, you think he's just full of crap, and he knows that his defense isn't as good. No, and it's totally I, I, no, no, no. Is that self-serving? Absolutely. Oh, I don't. I yeah. don't. I don't think though that it's like, oh, he thinks that he's looking for an edge for his team to to help his team and his right. personnel. I I don't look at it as like he's saying he's going out and pounding the pavement to change this rule, no. that, you know, or anything like that. No, but he could hide behind the cloak I mean, what would he think? What is, what, okay, well, what does Gus Malzahn say? You know, oh, yeah. I mean, he oh, says yeah. it because he knows, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that, that that offense helps him. So that doesn't surprise me. I, no, so I don't think it's that. I, and their talent's good. Their talent's just as good as anybody else's. But, you know, can you make the argument that they've been too stubborn to make a transition with what they want to do personnel-wise and that they're bringing in players that, mm-hmm. or or they haven't, they haven't, navigated their defensive scheme to counterbalance what, what has happened because they've had years and years to do it and they have been able I'll, to do it successfully. I'll take your word for it, but like I'm, that they're that they're more chinks in the armor than there have been in five or six years. I'll take your word for that. You would know better than me. I mean, Ohio State and Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl sure. disposed of them. Oh, and now, yeah. they're not necessarily even the up-tempo part, but the spread, yeah. the, the, the whole spread offense – Situation spreading that defense out. Nobody's going to line up I formation against Alabama anymore. Yeah. Uh, period. Name a team that's going to do that. I mean, LSU. that's it. That's it. <laughs> and they have, and they can't beat them. And well, LSU can't beat Alabama. Well, and so, well, no, they haven't in the last oh, no, no, many years. I know, I know, you know, I, I, so I know, I, that's the thing is, it, who's going to do that anymore? No, Nobody. Well, Nobody does. Mississippi that, State doesn't. Ole Miss doesn't. Auburn doesn't. Texas A&M doesn't. Arkansas and they can't beat them. Uh, you know, and so. Look at just look down the list of how many more. I mean, I wrote a long story about this. How many more teams are now gravitating towards that in the SEC to find the edge, which has worked? I told you that. See, the Gators were on the cutting edge with uh, with Urban, and uh, and then uh, now we've we've regressed and decided to go backwards, and now well, now Michael, we're returning. Here yeah. we come. Well, I don't know. It, it's too early to like. From my, you would know better with all the, at the micro level, but like from thirty thousand feet, it's like you know. It is. That's all true, and I believe you on stuff like the no huddle. I totally that makes sense, and I get it. But like, you know, they've got great talent. Uh, Ole Miss is might Ole Miss might be really good. Uh, they certainly had the ball bounce the wrong way on them a bunch, and yeah, they were you know they were minus four, and some of that's luck, and some of it's not, and uh, on turnovers. And uh, you know, I'm gonna have to see them continue to when, when they have a eight and four year or something like that. You know, yeah. let me know. But you know, they they got a new quarterback. They 
Um, they're not going to be perfect. They're human. Yeah. I, I don't know. I wouldn't. The idea but the that, argument is, what's the standard? Is it this dynasty? Is it? Uh, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying this is a horrible team now. No, it's a nine-win team. Probably. Yeah, they might. Ten, they, nine, ten but win they team. still might be. I mean, there's a very good chance. I don't think if you had to guess who's going to be the best team in college football two years from now. Right. I don't. I don't think that the odds or the, probably or the money line probably could, be any, State. could be any, it could be Ohio yeah. State, but if it isn't, it's probably Alabama. Yeah, you know. So right. I mean, until right. I, the standard is just so high. Believe me, as a as a Florida fan who saw our best two coaches in history literally run away because this because of this level of expectations, I couldn't couldn't be nicer than if if these people caused Nick Saban to bowl. Right. That would be hilarious. And uh, that'd be great. Maybe Muschamp will be available yeah. at that point. He would be. No, actually, the big rumor, which I never really get, is Dabo would be the next uh, Alabama head coach. I don't if, even. Does he, does he. Not a rumor. I, mean, I, well, the, I don't want to call. Hold on, hold on. What are his connections? Well, he went to Alabama. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. He, okay. he played at Alabama. So that, there's a connection there. To me, and I shouldn't say rumor. It's not like I'm saying, oh, they're about to get rid of Nick Saban or Nick Saban's no, no, going to no. leave. I just mean, of course, they start speculating who would replace right. him. Dabo's one. See, to me, Jimbo makes the most sense because I don't care what FSU pays them. They're not going to be able to match what Alabama pays. They're not going to be able to match facilities. They're not going to be able to match support staff. Does Jimbo all that stuff. want a gig where, I mean, that's a tougher he, gig. Jimbo's from Alabama. Yeah. yeah, but isn't he older? Would they want him? I mean, sorry, excuse me. He's from West Virginia, spent a lot of time in Alabama. Sure. Um, in, you know, coached at Auburn, uh, played at Sanford. Easier so he's familiar that. with the state. He's recruited the state. And I don't know. For that kind of money and that kind of and those kind of resources, to, and remember, I think about okay, let's say Saban leaves in two years, who's good? They're going to want a very high standard for a coach. It's either going to be an NFL coach, or it's going to be a guy who won a national championship. I think there's going to be a lot of blowback if it were to be Dabo, unless he were to Bill O'Brien you know, come yeah, on down. Right, exactly. Now, if somebody like that was available in two years, oh, then that would kidding, be different. Yeah, no, okay, I mean good. he might be. Well, depending on what they're doing, I mean, they were supposed to be great on defense, and they look terrible. Yeah, so, um, no, but it would either have to be an NFL caliber coach like that, or, I mean, to to meet the standard of what Alabama fans are going to want in a replacement, is there anybody else that would be reasonably available other than Jimbo, I, who's won a national championship, who's proven they're not going to hire Mark Helfrich, they're not going to hire mm-hmm. Urban Meyer. They're not going to, you know, I just don't see that. Well, so. from, but is, isn't Jimbo like pushing 60 or 62 or something like no. that? No, he's not that no, young. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No. I just assumed he was like getting there 60. He might be 52 or 54. I thought he was 60 or something. But I thought maybe from their perspective, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want, but, and also, if, and then from his no, side. No, he turns, yeah, he turns 50 in a week. Oh, God, he's 49? Yeah. Oh, wow. I was only off by 13 years. Yeah. Um, well, maybe he just looks like a skeleton out there because of what Jameis has done to him. Um, like, that's just... I Okay, well then from Alabama's perspective, yeah, take a shot at the guy. From him, it would just come down to Fisher. It would just come down to, like, what what kind of challenge does he enjoy? Because right. he's, he's got an easier path to, like, greatness right. year by year in Tallahassee. Uh, and it probably depends on the circumstances in FSU. Well. Yeah, yeah, but he, it, but you know, he has won a title. He's done a good job. Maybe he wants to try something else just to do it. Some guys are like that. Some guys aren't. So yeah. I don't know. Oh, um, I was just uh, who does FSU play this week? Uh, FSU. They do they have uh, Wake? They just they just beat. Oh no no they no they're off. they're off they're off they're off. Oh, they got probably to rest up for Wake. Right. Good. Yeah, exactly. Two good. weeks to prep for right the fighting. Deeks. You might you've been wrong about so dang much this season, Arkansas. Right. <laughs> 
Um, but you might you were you probably were right about South Carolina and this being the end. Yeah. Oh my God, it looks gross. Yeah. They don't have anything. They're not. They have no assets. They have no offense. They have no defense. It's kind of hard. I would never be dumb enough to pick them this week in my picks of the millennium of the week. Oh, so, that would be dumb. So anyway, I'll start those off with saying I'm taking South Carolina minus fourteen and a half against Central Florida. Well, if I you say one would have to ask, who would you be laying? Who must South Carolina be playing if you are going to lay fourteen and a half? Oh, that's easy. It's uh, Central Florida, who's lost to I believe Florida International, Furman. Yes, and I don't know who else, and it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, they might they might be zero and two. I, I, no, they're zero and three. They, oh, are they? They, no, they're zero and three. I remember that. Uh, okay. So okay. uh, and that's at South Carolina. Uh, yeah, they lost to Stanford thirty-one seven. That's right. That's right. Well, South Carolina it looks depressing now. Or George is awesome. I, I don't know, but I'm sorry. I don't think a Brook. I don't think a freshman or whatever new quarterback is going to complete twenty-four of twenty-five passes. Uh, like Georgia did, unless your defense is still grotesque, which so I you think can, they are. Well, you can put me on the board. South Carolina laying 14.5 UCF. Take oh, the bank. All right. Possible. Very you, possible. Who you got? Uh, let, give me – I've got a lot of – of my college stuff is basically overreaction related this week. Okay. So give me the Syracuse Orange. Oh, boy. Hosting oh, Wes boy. and Leonard Fournette and Wallace LSU raw rawness. Hangover time. It's a huge number. It's a noon game. It's 24 and a half in the Carrier Dome. They will be rocking. The only problem for Syracuse is that they're not good. Yeah. So that could be a problem. Well, that this is one of those classic, like, LSU can name their score. It just depends on how bad do they want to make the it. The problem you know? is if Syracuse gets behind by 27, they're not going to cover the 24. No. no. So, right. Yeah, they're not going to come back on LSU. Right. So they need, to keep it, they need to keep it below the ceiling the whole time. 24 and a half is the number. Uh, totally based on when a team looks as great as LSU did and has that big of a bloodletting as they yeah. had against Auburn, um, you got to have a little bit of a against an overmatched opponent on the road and laying a huge number. Let me go. Let me go against the grain. And take I had I had Greg Wibbs on. Uh, he's we do the uh, sport report. Uh, we're going to start doing it every week and mm-hmm. doing. Uh, we're just picking. We're doing picks too, but we just do the Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, oh, okay. LSU. So okay. whoever's playing that week. And he took Syracuse. I took LSU in this game. But it was funny. He was like, yeah, you know, sometimes Syracuse uh, or Kerry Dunn's a tough place to play. I was like, you know, are you talking about basketball or football? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it might be a little more raucous for basketball than it is for football. But it's a good spot for LSU. They got Eastern Michigan at home next week. So you don't have to worry about, like, the that's look ahead, true. you know. So That's true. Um, all right. Well, on that exact same strain, that's why I'm going to go on a limb and take those fighting Uh-oh. Vandy Commodores. That's a great pick. God, they're awful. Um, all right, they are getting 24-and-a-half against Ole Miss. Okay. Now, of course, you talk about overreaction. Ole Miss looks really good. And it is worrisome because, of course, they crushed teams uh, before they played Alabama. They were scoring like 90 points a game. Um, they, you know, they scored 76 against Tennessee Martin, 73 against Fresno, uh, and then, of course, 43 against Alabama. So you know they're going to put up points. But I just like the situation. Yes, it's at Ole Miss, it's, but it's a complete hangover sandwich game combo at home. They, they beat Alabama coming off a big win. They go to Florida uh, next week, a much more for, formidable foe. Oh, please. And Vanderbilt, hey, they covered against Georgia. Um, and 24 and a half is a lot of points the in a conference game. The only reason they covered that Georgia game is because I was idiotic enough to, to take UGA. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. That was the, that's, that's still bullcrap. I can't believe that happened. 
Okay, I think you're taking a flyer there. Yeah, I am. But who you got? All right, who's you got next? Well, this is based mostly on me watching way more of the Missouri Connecticut game last week oh, than boy. I should have at noon. It was like the only. I mean, the, it's weird how bad how they keep clustering all the good games seem to be at night every week. It's crazy. So I had to watch Mizzou at noon last week, and they looked garbage against Connecticut in a game yeah. today. Oh, that was a horrible. Basically, game. sweaty. It was terrible, and I don't know. I, I, t- I have Kentucky yeah. laying less than a field goal at like home that. to Missouri. Missouri's won the SEC East twice in a row, and so maybe it's dumb to like assume they're going to lose games to Kentucky. But, you know, I, I thought Kentucky... They know, proved themselves the last two weeks. They, they, played, they played okay against us. It could have been better. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't think... I don't know. I don't think Kentucky's going to lose two home games in a row when they have one of their best squads that they've had in a while. So yeah. give me Kentucky less than a field goal. All right. All right. I'll take. I'm, I'm worried about this one. This is a lot, a la Georgia Tech last week and Kentucky last week that everybody loved. But uh, give me those fighting Mississippi State Bulldogs plus two against at Auburn. Auburn oh my swi- goodness. Switching quarterbacks. I'm not, and I'm not even a big Mississippi State fan, but they've got a senior. Yeah, quarterback you kept talking about how awful State was all offseason. Yeah. Well, hey, in this given this situation, yeah, going against a team that I put that I picked to play in the national championship game. Oh my god, um, this, you're an expert at this. You do this for a living. I know. That's for right. me, this is just a hobby. This is at Auburn. Yes. They're only getting two points yeah. on the planes. Have you seen Auburn play? Oh my last god, two have months? I ever? It and, is ridiculous. This is, and a, they're going to put they're going to throw a freshman quarterback out in an SEC game. So what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter whether Mississippi State's good or not. You're going to put a, you got a struggling offense, a struggling team with a brand new quarterback. And the the X factor for me is that you can run Dak Prescott out in a road game. So yeah. it's like I'm not. I think Mississippi State will be able to score enough, and I th- I mean I think they're going to win the game. I, I Auburn Auburn's offense with a guy who had some experience has been right. horrible. Much less, I mean, either this guy we're going to find out that Sean White's either the second coming or they're not going to be able to score. There's a reason he was on the bench, right? I presume right. And I pres- it, is this the same guy that does the snowboarding? Yeah, it is. Okay. it's both the same guy. They're they're actually brothers. They named them both Sean. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All um, right, who you got? The, well, no, no, I want to say something about oh, okay. this. About this first, this is a difficult prognosticating thing, and you just and basically you just say whatever pops in your head. Uh-huh. But it's like, when do you sell on a team that? You know, and you say, no, they're not going to bounce back from this. They're just garbage, and I'm going to go hard the other way. You just did it against Auburn. The Eagles would be another great oh, example great in the NFL. Indianapolis. Like, the Colts are a good one. Now, yeah. I don't think people have quite hit the Colts yet, because I'm surprised the Colts are favored by, like, four yeah. this week at Tennessee, and when we've seen how garbage they've yeah. been. Oh, I know. I've, I've, in our, in our pick-em pool, where it's not spread. It's yeah. just straight up. I picked. You use that I, as an underdog. I, yeah, I picked Tennessee. I, anyway, uh, that's another possible example. We haven't quite hit them. And, and you just did it with Auburn. I was, I'm, I'm, and and have you done it with Arkansas yet? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I almost, I almost <laughs> Texas A and M laying seven. It's, it worries me because I don't know how good Texas A and M is, but I mean laying seven on the road. Well, if I road, had gone to my head and I was going to get my brains blown out for being wrong, I would definitely take, take A&M Texas. Oh, no doubt. There's no doubt. I will shift to the pros. Hold on. Now that's three college games for me. Are you got three pro games or three? No, just two. Oh, I haven't told you my third. I'm sorry, buddy. I give me this is another the other kind of the overreaction last week. Give me Georgia Tech laying eight. at Duke. That makes sense. They can't look that bad again. They actually had a chance to sort of, I think, pull within three or something to Notre Dame in the third quarter. Um, Yes, they got blown away. I think Notre Dame might be really good though, and the Duke I don't think is. Are you picking at ACC day games? I was going to say that. Now, back in the day when we used to do this for real money, I learned the hard way. Like, 
holy crap, you start playing these traditional, and it's it's FSU or Clemson, that's one thing. But when you start playing the basketball schools right. in the noon Jefferson Pilot game, oh, yeah. when it's NC JP. State and Duke, you are always going to lose. You are begging to catch it in the teeth. But since it's only for fun. So is the ACC 11 a.m. lock of the week is Jefferson what you're giving us? Pilot, baby. Yeah. I don't care what. The JP lock of the week? Absolutely. Give me it's Raycom now for the record. Oh, whatever. Give me Georgia Tech just for the hell of it. Oh, by the way, shout out to Dan, uh, our Notre Dame friend. C- congratulations. They look great. Don't worry. Uh, they're going to still lose three games. But, but they, how about they the good. part where they, they got another devastating injury, this time on the chest bump celebration thing? Mm-hmm. I really do. Th- I'm not kidding. I have thought about this for a while. It's like, that stuff where the kids fly at each other and for to like these chest bump things, like, that's a lot more dangerous than just like some super yeah. high five kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's he's not the first guy to get hurt like no. that. When is it going? When is there going to be like a coach like Saban who like outlaws that kind of thing? All right, thanks for that Andre update, Grandpa. Okay, thank um, you. you're welcome. All right, all right, so, you go. Um, all right, my first NFL game, easy as pie. You just take those. You just run. You buy a ticket to Las Vegas right now. Oh God. And go lay three with Carolina. I that already is, have that too. That, that is. <laughs> That How is, is that only three? That's the freest of the free money. How is that Either only Drew Brees three? is going to play hurt, and right. they're terrible, right. or they're going to run out one of the seven McCown brothers. I don't even remember which one it is. I think that's you the have Luke. Of, yeah. I'm not positive. I yeah. think you have Luke. I think it is Luke. But Does Cade still play? Um, is that no, even in the same no, family? No, it's not. That's Cade McNown, yeah, it not is. McCown. Very confusing. <laughs> Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives it? Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, you can go McCown, McNown, McDonald. I don't you, care. You, it doesn't matter. Carolina, I know Carolina's not that great. They've got receiver problems. But you know what? They beat Houston at home by seven. They're going to beat Carolina. And Houston's a better team than New Orleans. This so. is another example. This is, But the Saints are just like the Eagles yeah. or Auburn. It's like, at what point do you flip and say, nah, they're not going to get their stuff together. It isn't just that, that we just were wildly wrong and they're bad. Yeah. And are the Saints yeah. in the boat with yes. their – Maybe they're – And if the Saints lose – No, they are. Okay. Well, if the Saints lose this game – they're three games behind the Panthers. They might end up three games behind the Falcons. No, it's, it's over. It, it's over. No, 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 it's over already. Now. It's over now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It's, Are you it's, now? You're there's a teeny piece of you that's still holding no. out hope. Nope, not really. Nope. Okay. Go two and fourteen and draft Robert Kim Dietrich. Oh goodness. Um, I had well, I I also took the Panthers. So all right, if you want to opine for extra, go for it. No, no, no. Okay. Well, just all I'm telling you is that is that is uh, for entertainment purposes only. Free money. Oh um, goodness. All right, my second one, I just like it situationally. Um, give me those fight Miami Dolphins laying three against Buffalo. Interesting. Because there's a lot of, even with a loss, they came back, made it close with New England. There's a lot of hype around Buffalo. I think Miami, Miami has not looked, they, they, they squeaked by Washington, which actually looks like a better win than it did a week ago. Because, yeah. of course, they beat St. Louis. Easily. Um, then they... Lose to Jacksonville on the road. You start with two road games as their first home game. And here's the kicker to me is I think Buffalo's defense is good. Uh, Tannehill's proven that he can at least throw the ball. So that, and, and that was the formula for New England. He's got weapons around. Jordan Cameron tight end. Jarvis Landry. Um, Kenny Stills. I mean, he's they've got weapons to get the ball to. But I think the, the linchpin is every week that goes by with Tyrod Taylor, I think it's more and more film. And everything I'm reading with some of the guys that – used to be coaches in the league, they say there's been a lot of scuttlebutt that like every week that goes by with Tyrod Taylor, there's more and more film on him. They're going to be able to shut him down. And I think we're starting to see it. So he looked fantastic in the first week against a Colts. bad Indianapolis team. Yeah. And then not so much against New England. Now he goes against Adamican Sue, Cameron Wake on the road. 
remember now they they got to go on the road. They haven't done yeah, that yeah, yet with him. Right. So I just think it's a good situation for Miami. Is this the same? Isn't this the same Tyrod Taylor that I'm thinking of that looked awful Tech. for Virginia Tech? Yeah. How in the world did he become? He like, was okay. The, he I was thought, okay. Oh my god! I thought I saw him play terribly about thirteen different times for probably so. uh, for Tech. That was when you were betting on the ACC eleven a.m. games. Virginia Tech that. doesn't quite make that rule either. That rule yeah, is basketball reserved. For, Wake Forest, UNC, the Research Triangle, UVA, Maryland. It used to be not anymore, and uh, kind of Tech is borderline on that. Uh, give me the last one. I think I'm biased by when this happened last year when. Uh, Tony Romo went out and, and Brent Whedon started against the Cardinals. They looked garbage. Give me the Falcons laying a point and a half at Dallas. I think they're going to win the game. I think they're, I think I'm a little bit of a believer now that I oh, saw them. I guess I, I I could be wrong about this, but like go ahead and give me a shot to beat to beat Brandon Whedon straight up. Right. Just go ahead and give me a crack at that. that. That makes sense. Makes sense. It's sort of a guess. It's sort of a guess, but right. I don't know. Can I mean, an NFL defense stop Brandon Whedon with no Des Bryant? Correct. You know, and Correct. so your best your best weapon right now is Terrence Williams and Jason. Bain. I do think Dan Quinn is a great coach. He was great with the Gators. He yeah. moved to Seattle and was great there. I don't know how he will be as a head coach, so that might not be the case. But it's just a defensive guy. He's really good. So Atlanta should be better there. You know, Julio Jones alone is just amazing on yeah. offense. So I, and it's I not to, like it's not like. I mean, what does Dallas have to hang their hat on right now? It's not like their defense is impeccable. It's not like you it's know, better it's than a, I ever thought it would be. And right. That's the only reason that this is a little scary. But I, but yeah, give me the Falcons. All if right. you want to recap last week, I went two and three. I got all this right. You made fun of me. Uh-huh. Uh, I was dead wrong about the Oklahoma Sooners because Tulsa yeah. put up six. I was thinking yards. about that. Yeah, whenever they were when when Tulsa had like forty points. But the damn thing was, OU had a chance to go up like three touchdowns in the second quarter and fumbled inside the red zone. And if I if they'd have scored there, they might have snuffed them out. And I might Navy, I got right, crushed East Carolina. Yeah, and then both of my. You know, contrarian plays, the Giants and Eagles both lost uh, straight up to uh, Atlanta and Dallas. And, I, damn, the, the the Eagles, I mean, anyone that watched the Fox game, yeah. you got Georgia Tech and Arkansas wrong, the Steelers right. You lost the Seahawks and sort of a heartbreaker yeah. to Green Bay and Kentucky. That's what you get for going against Jim McElwain. That's what that's what I get. All right, well, so we were just kidding about those first two weeks. You can really start following yeah. us now on these. This is where I my, my Syracuse you know how we, is a like, Chris Berman pick six. Uh, that's worth six units. Yeah, my, my Carolina pick is worth 404 <laughs> units. Um, so whatever that is. So that so I do have the potential to increase my record from three and seven to four hundred and six and seven. So you're telling us that it would be worth it to go take out a small loan to fly to Vegas, put thousands of dollars on the Panthers, and fly back, and you'd still come out way ahead. Yes, for entertainment purposes. For entertainment purposes only. Yeah. Okay, that's All good. All right, well that's it. All right, there's our picks of Millennium of the week. Uh, make sure uh, you check out our Pensacola Sports Podcast page on BlabTV.com. We, and we still should give this a, a name. Yeah, I know. We, we've sort of just been riding Pensacola Sports Podcast. Yeah, we need we to even pick asked one. for names the first week or two, and we, you never did it. I think we should change it. Yeah. Okay. Right, we will. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much to Hill Kelly Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram for sponsoring, and we'll see you next week.